whole episode apologizing to the chicken. The whole episode apologizing. <laughs> oh my goodness. I think people are people starting to wonder whether or not the chicken really exists. They all know. I don't know. Well, he was heard in the first episode. One time and, he was and, heard. Oh no, time. I think that there's like there's a little bit in the episode with um it's I oh, Laura. Oh, maybe or Nisha. There's one bit where 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 they're like he's right at the end. But realistically, in my mind, it's like you know there was that show on TV. I don't know about one to two decades ago with like um, the neighbor, and you only ever saw the hash. Like I think everybody (laughs) knows the producer exists, but he's 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 exists all time. He's so time. Yeah, yeah. But he exists, but he's so important and wonderful that he's never heard. Yes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Hey, um, it's interesting. Hey, I read um, Adam Kay's new book, okay. um, Twas the Night Before Christmas. You know, Adam Kay, who's, who's sold a million copies of his first book yep. called This Is Going To Her. Yeah, yeah. Um, former NHS junior doctor obst- obstetrician. And he's written this new book and it was it's detailing his seven Christmases when he was still, when he worked as a doctor. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting to me that he ended up working six out of seven Christmases because, you know. I don't understand why this is interesting to you. As the Jew in this conversation, really? (laughs) Well, no, it's interesting to me because, um, you know, so he's Jewish, single, no kids, so of course he's doing Christmas. That's what I like to call the Holy Trinity. As as, as somebody who has um, had that trifecta um, for a fairly long time, although when I was in a relationship with a Greek Orthodox um, so, uh, someone of a Greek Orthodox background, I still had to work Christmas because apparently that didn't count. <laughs> you needed to find a Catholic. <laughs> I, I'm not quite clear what the problem was. I think it was that I was still viewed as Jewish. It didn't matter what was happening in the periphery of my life or that I live in a country where I am surrounded oh. by, you know, predominantly Anglo-Saxon, at the time, Anglo-Saxon Christianity. And, you know, speaking of our friend Nisha, um, Nisha and I have had this conversation around, you know, I think I should be able to choose. I'm, I, And I we'll get back to Adam Kay and, you know, um, but I, if I'm going to work Christmas because I'm, I have a different religion, then I should be able to take my religious high holidays off without having to take annual leave. And so, you know, recently I didn't have Jewish New Year or the Day of Atonement off, which are the high holidays, um, and that's primarily because I'm not religious. But I don't think I should um, have to work um, or be rostered for um, the Christmas public holidays um, for those who are also not religious. Um, yes. And and not in some way be able to acknowledge my own yeah. family traditions because again my family isn't religious but there were a whole lot of family things going on. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I I I kind of it burns for me because my one of my good friends from medical school is Jewish. There were not many Jewish people around when I was growing up, and she just you know would always just do Christmas because oh well, you're the Jew. And then, you know, and it was, okay, it was one thing to work Christmas when you're um, a registrar because you know you're in the hospital and you're just working the whole time, but at least you're around people and there's some, you know, a bit of Christmas food around, okay, it's not very good, but at least you're not alone. The problem I found with my friends who were um, single, no children, maybe Jewish, um, if you're the consultant on call for Christmas Day, 
you're literally sometimes just in a flat on your own. Because you have to be close to the hospital, you can't return to your family. Everyone else is with their families. And you might not even get called in. You know, if you're just the, if you're just the on-call consultants, you might have a phone call or two, but you might not actually see any other human on Christmas Day. So it's quite a different take on the matter, really. And it's, uh, I, mean, I don't really like it. Uh, and as I said, I just wanted to be fair, and I think it should always be about fairness. And I think if somebody's happy to work it, then that's fine. And it, for me, it was more that it was this expectation that it was okay with me. No one yeah. ever actually asked me. Um, yeah. And I have... I happen to have many Catholic friends who, um, where I have an open invitation to their families for Christmas. I also have Catholic family um, up near you, actually, in the Shire. Um, oh, I have yeah. um, who, because yeah. my grandfather's brother married an Italian Catholic woman, and so I have this big um, Catholic family down in southern Sydney in Wollongong. And and they get really disappointed if I'm not available for Christmas. Yeah, well, and then on top yeah. of that, like as I said, like for a long time I was in a relationship with somebody who was Greek Orthodox. So so I I get that it's a really important day for, and a family thing for people, but it's more the the oh well you'll do that. And I think it's yes, just I, yeah, it is very a question. This came up as a topic perhaps last year on one of the. Um, sort of female medic Facebook posts. And, you know, it's sort of interesting because it's a sort of assumption, oh, that the single childless Jewish person will be happy to do Christmas and they sort of get put on. And then the problem is people found like, if you sort of say, oh, look, no, I'm not really happy, it's basically like you are taking Christmas Day off a child. That's kind of how it's couched because if you don't stump up and do it, somebody else is not going to have their mum or dad with them on Christmas Day and you're ruining someone else's Christmas for them. And I just don't like that at all. Oh, no, so often they don't actually feel comfortable doing it. They don't want to do it. They're sick of having done the last three or four in a row, but they feel like to actually say, no, I don't want to do it this time causes a huge fuss and they're just not, they just don't want to take the backlash for it. So they just don't do it. And, of course, the other thing with rotating registrars is there's no memory that you did last Christmas well, so because actually you're somewhere else with a whole bunch of different people. It's pretty tricky. I have to say, so I um, I really enjoy Christmas and I think it's a particularly special thing as an obstetrician, like working in, oh, yeah. working in a birthing suite yeah. over Christmas is lovely. It can be really, really busy. Yeah. It can be really yeah. lovely. And I think – you know, definitely that concept of the festive spirit. And I think in Australia, and I don't know if it's the same in New Zealand, you'll have to tell me, um, the concept of it being the end of the year. And so because particularly um, in Australia we have what feels like a longer shutdown and maybe that's what it feels like for those in the Northern Hemisphere over their summer, but it feels like pretty much in the lead yes. into Christmas everybody is really, really, really busy trying to get a whole lot of stuff done. Um, yeah. trying to um, manage the demands of what's happening in um, outside of work because I think there's a lot more going on in terms of if you've got school kids um, or end-of-year parties, parties, all the Christmas yeah. parties, all the end-of-year parties. If you're an academic or involved in with medical students, you've got exams and, and marking and 
kind of getting all that stuff done before the summer break. And then um, Christmas, you know, I love working Christmas Eve actually. And I used to have this thing where I would always, there's an ice cream shop down the road from me called Jocks and they do an ice cream plum pudding um, for um, just at that time of year. And um, I have, this is going to sound really funny probably given I've just outlined, you know, my family's religion and heritage, but my mum every year growing up would make an ice cream plum pudding and she'd actually put coins in it. And so, like, I was known that, like, oh, well, if Bex, that's cool, Bex working Christmas Eve, she's bringing the ice cream plum pudding to birth suite. And... um. And for me, it was this weird connection to my childhood as well because my sister and I didn't understand why we weren't allowed to have Christmas. We really wanted to have a Christmas tree. And so we used to dress that there was this a plant, like one of those rubber plants in the, in the, in the kitchen, and we'd, we'd dress it up as if it was a Christmas tree um, because we really wanted a Christmas tree. So... Uh, so this is such a funny old time of year and I must say Australia does it better for the doctors and training because in New Zealand you always used to change over a couple of weeks before Christmas rather than you know in Australia when you change in January so in New Zealand when you're training you're always the new kid can I just say right now that our producer is gonna hate us because we're at 48 minutes (coughs) well yeah (laughs) Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, chicken. <laughs> Merry Christmas, hypothesis. Um, can I just say I am alarmed that we are talking about, you know, Merry Christmas to the chicken because it's not um it's nine weeks till Christmas. Um and uh we next week we have Halloween um and possibly Brexit or another extension. So we probably should not be getting ahead of ourselves or we're just showing how how desperately ready for Christmas we are. Yes. Um, it's true. It's so true. As, as, we, right. as we close that off, can you just tell me in the end what, what did Adam Hap K have to say and what was the rest of the book? So he talked about his the book is about his Christmases as a doctor in training before he decided to quit. So it just entries from his diary about his Christmases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good little book. It cost me £3.99 and I downloaded it and read it in an hour and a half. It was good. Okay. Good little stocking filler. <laughs> stocking released just in, Released just in time for Christmas. I randomly. that discussion. It's released in time for Halloween. Um, <laughs> are you going right. to do Halloween with the kids? No, I don't like Halloween. What do you not like about it? Um, I don't like it because um, where we live, we get uh, cars of teenagers, quite big teenagers, um, driving to where we live and, like, knocking on doors. And you give them things and they go, is that it? (laughs) And then there's these cute little trick-or-treaters, teeny tiny little things that just get bowled over by these, you know, big creatures. So I'm a little bit like, what's a Christmas Grinch? But for Halloween, that's what I am. I don't like it. It's like people just get grabby and greedy and sugary and I don't know. I'm not fond of it. I try and hide. One year I just closed all the windows and hid for a while when the, when the kids were little. 
when they were teeny tiny, I just hid upstairs and it was important that none of them looked out the window because they would have seen trick-or-treaters and wanted to become involved. So we just one night I took the three of them upstairs and we were having a picnic, um, you know, upstairs avoiding trick-or-treaters on the on – the, You um, hid. You hid. Oh my God. I did. I hid my three children upstairs because I just couldn't cope with it. I was hiding and the doorbell just kept going and my kids were like, what's that noise? I'm like, oh, nothing. Here's have some dinner. (laughs) Well, I think think on that note we have probably rambled well and truly for at least an hour and the producer is going to have fun times with that. Um, So I think we, in the end, have covered um, travel, um, social media and media and protecting your source. Um, something to do with surgical site infections, modern slavery, sustainability and climate change, um, as well as guidelines and governance in hospitals. And, 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 and working public holidays uh, and religions in hospitals, as well as Halloween. <laughs> so, yes, welcome back to Men and Stuff and Nonsense. We are still here and we are still spewing forth lots of stuff and nonsense. It's beginning to look a lot like chicken. Everywhere you go. Take a look at the five and ten. It's glistening once again with candy canes and silver lanes that glow. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas